0: What's going on, Burrito Crew? I'm Jeremy, and in this episode, we're talking to Corey McMahon, young kid, absolute legend on a 450 at Fink, and absolutely fed it to it. Uh, (laughs) Terrifying to hear his story, because you know, at some point, he had a massive crash and lost the rear half of his bike, subframe, seat, the whole kit and caboodle, and still managed to get down there completely uh, out of control in my words, but he said uh, he loved every minute of it in some ways and uh, really learned. So this is a cool little story from him, from Fink. Doke, check him out because he's got so much racing coming up, especially in a couple of weeks with Hatar and things like that. It is exciting to see and hopefully we can see him at the six days at the end of the year as well. So Corey McMahon, check him out. Uh, he, he does some amazing stuff and there's some cool photos of his bike after his massive crash on day one at Fink. Thanks to our supporters, B&B Off-Road, Whole Shot Graphics, On Point Motor and Suspension and Adventure On Store. I'm going to keep saying it. 10 Deserts for Tory. Check it out. Follow it. Like it. Whatever you can. It is an awesome cause uh, for the Tory Fanane Foundation raising money for maternity wards in New South Wales. Please, please, please just donate. We're almost at 10 grand and when we get 10 grand, one of my mates is going to shave his beard off, which is huge. I mean, I'm racking a mullet for God's sake. This is this is how dedicated we are. We haven't even crossed a desert and we already look like hell. So please go through some coins in it. I will be doing it as soon as the Simpson Desert is open. Uh, talk to the Queensland police. They're the ones holding me up. But till then, please go follow it. Follow Corey McMahon. Follow all the guests that we've had from Fink. It's been absolutely awesome. And until next time, get after it. Cheers.
1: <laughs> Try to be.
0: Welcome to the Bible Podcast. I'm here with Corey McMahon. How are you?
1: Not too bad, mate. Uh how are you?
0: Oh, mate, I didn't just race pink. I'm bloody good. Uh how how was your weekend, man?
1: Yeah, it was uh up and down weekend. Uh, a lot Fair of highs and lows down. over the weekend. So.
0: mate, it was nah. it's crazy. Absolutely crazy to see kind of yeah, you well, what I would have assumed is a good prologue. Did you enjoy your prologue, or do you reckon you left some out there?
1: Ah, uh, definitely was better than last year, but still, sort of thinking I left a bit out there. Like, um, there's a couple of sections where I just pulled up too early, and uh, just just a couple of little mistakes, nothing crazy. Like, it was a pretty good lap on my behalf, but um, obviously not a perfect lap. it I can't really complain for only having to do. I think that was my third lap around that track, so mm. we're getting better and better each year.
0: No, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it is exciting to see where it's going to go next year, uh, hopefully on a bit bigger of a bike. But for now, you've done awesome to, to get to that position. And, you know, we we saw you line up on day one yeah, next to David Walsh. I mean, that's a that's a big thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really exciting to line up with Dave as we've done a lot of pre-running together over the three years. Like, he's probably the man that's taught me everything out there. So, no, it's cool to be up there with him. But, um, yeah, like, uh, it is frustrating to get fourth again. But we always got to go back and look that we're 50 cc's down. So, um, but we definitely had the pace that uh, this year, I think, on the way down to... Uh, put it a little bit higher up if we didn't have a little bit of a crash on the way down, but um, I should have could have would but uh, we'll take a fourth again.
0: Well, look, man, let's, let's break it down because obviously the the start was awesome. You really, if you look at the footage and uh, you really hung off the back of that thing to try and get as much traction in. And how was it like getting out of the stadium with Walshie?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, it was really uh, tricky actually. I've never actually rode out of the stadium. <laughs> Uh, not whole shot of my grid so mm. um it didn't obviously didn't help with cow going down in the stadium so there yeah. was sort of two bikes in front of me um so i got dusted out pretty bad um pretty bad until i crashed really i was in the dust with Walsh and cow obviously all the way to about 30 and then um was sitting in cow's dust from the 80 fuel um and then Cal and called up to Smitty, and yeah, obviously two bikes of dust again. By the time we got to the 110, and not far after that, uh, I was on the ground. So, mate,
0: what That's, happened?
1: What happened? Yeah, oh, it's just a just a lack just a lack of um, judgment on my behalf. I was could see Cal up ahead, and I was just I could see where he was going, and just pushed the envelope a little bit too much up a dune and got a little bit too much air off it and cased a roller on the other side and oh. yeah, just threw me straight over the bars. But I'm uh, pretty lucky to come away with to walk out of that one, really.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you see those photos too, you know, of, of guys who aren't as going as fast as you and they case those rollers and they really just flip and go all over the place. What was it like for you at that speed?
1: Oh, yeah, it was – it actually scared me a little bit, but not going to lie, but um, – yeah, once I'd come off and and I was up and running for my bike again, it was more devastating to see that my bike had snapped the seat and the rear guard off, to be honest with you.
0: Mate, it was I mean I saw some photos from your camp and there was, you know, a few things going around that night. What, the, try and explain your bike the best you can. It looked like there was nothing nothing at the rear.
1: Yeah, so pretty much clean snapped all the way off from the subframe. Uh I took the seat with it, so
0: <laughs> yeah, it took the seat with it.
1: I bent up the subframe a little bit and, yeah, it was 110 Ks with no seat. So (laughs) (laughs) the body was sore.
0: Did did that, like, because you had no rear subframe, were you just getting sprayed with rocks and things like that coming straight up underneath?
1: Uh, No, not really like that. It was more that I had no idea where where my rear wheel was Uh, going through the rollers and that obviously you're hitting some pretty pretty big G-outs out there. So I was... Pretty scared that the wheel was gonna tap me in the ass, so I was <laughs> trying to stay as upright as possible. But yeah, no, it was really challenging not having that seat and rear guard to like um, bounce off. I'd say through the rollers, like just to have that um, guide of where your bike is. And but I had definitely had a few moments without the seat, and I was like, all right, that's it. We'll just tame her down and get there now.
0: Look, uh, I think, you know, that means you were in like a a, a perpetual squat for the entire time as well. I think that's another thing you should take away from it. You couldn't just sit and relax. You were just on your legs the whole time.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think I tried to sit down once and hit a G out and it (laughs) felt like it rattled my teeth out. But
0: You had a battery just tickling up and screaming, mate.
1: Yeah, no, it's frustrating, but. Um, to do what we still did with standing on our pegs for 100-odd Ks is is pretty pretty um, – I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, obviously, our pace was good on the way down to, to get up to them boys. So uh, definitely a lot of confidence to come out of that for next year. Oh,
0: absolutely. Were you more – were you frustrated when you kind of had that crash and you got back on the bike, or were you kind of a little bit more calm and tame because that really did scare you?
1: Oh. Yeah, I was pretty frustrated with myself. Obviously, at this level, you're pretty hard on yourself. And um, I had a crew of about 35 people there to to look after me and, and fuel me and all that stuff and to let them down. And all the people that have put money in and sponsored me this year for this race. And I've just gone out and made a stupid little mistake like that. But, um, yeah, obviously, it's frustrating to to know that you had the pace and, and to fall back to a fourth again this year where I was obviously expecting a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think you shouldn't take it away that, you know, you let people down. I mean, you you did have a come off and then you got back up and, and you kept your position, you know. It's not like you dropped huge, huge gains from the crash itself. And to push, I mean, as I said, like, I, I, in my head you would have been pushing harder than ever after the crash to get down and then... The next day would have been absolutely just 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 a mind warp for you.
1: Yeah. Oh well. The next day it was it was good because I knew I could I knew that wasn't my pace down there, so I knew I could push forward. But um, obviously, with how quick the guys are in that top ten sort of thing, it's it's not just catch on to the back of them and ride past them sort of thing. So um, definitely challenging to pass uh out there like with the dust and the faster guys i've haven't really had to experience that before i've always as you know the year before i was shopping in prologue so i could actually catch them past and wasn't really sitting in the dust but with them front guys it makes it so much harder because they're running so similar pace to to catch them and pass them in the dust yeah but yeah it just shows how much of a animal oh she is he does it anyway and it's crazy it's honestly crazy
0: oh look it is scary like the speed but as I said before you know we we do say that you're on a on a smaller bike but for you to be able to keep pace it really shows that corner speed that we kind of talk about with you to be able to hold to be able to keep up with everyone
1: yeah yeah i felt like this year i made a lot of improvements on my track knowledge especially from sort of the 160 i think so um to have the track fully dialed now it's in my only in third year I'm, definitely looking forward to the future and to do some more pro running and hopefully get on a, on a bigger horsepower bike.
0: Ooh, don't tease us yet, Corey. Don't no, you still <laughs> a long way to go, mate? Cause, uh, had ours coming up, mate. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. I had me first ride today so um since think and actually remembered how to turn unlike last year so <laughs> uh we're, we're starting off on the right foot for hatter that's for sure or
0: well, mate i think uh, if you remember well uh you've got to learn how to change brake calipers and things like that as well mid-race no
1: i'm definitely not planning on that this year <laughs> no? um carusi uh, he's coming down again i hope so, um uh, uh, so far so um hopefully we won't need him only few.
0: only few. well look man it, i said I, like i was super stoked for you to see you get down there i mean yeah yep you didn't get on the podium but i think uh to see the bike as it was on the sunday night and then to see you then line up again monday is a, is a huge thing for it really shows the support you had around you for the weekend
1: yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I can't put it past the people that supported me for this race um, this year, like especially my personal sponsors that just come on for Fink and Hatter. Um, yeah, means a lot, and uh, I'm pretty happy to be fourth. Oh, I'm going to take fourth again. We're in a good spot for next year and mm. um, qualifying in that. And it's it's not like it's um, a disappointing fourth. There's a lot of quick guys this year. And, <sighs> And I, I knew the work would have been cut out. So it's, it's bad, like, as bad as like as it sounds. I don't mind losing them to them blokes on the, on the podium because they they've been around and it's good to see Cal coming up in without like age group and all that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, still the older boys have got it in them and they've gone a long way in think uh, races. So no, it's cool to see.
0: No, look, you are. You're mixing it with, like we said, top 15, top 20 riders are just terrifyingly fast. And for you to still be in the mix after a big crash, did you come walking away with any battle scars after the race?
1: No, not as such. It's just uh, pretty standard for me, I don't think, to to bust up a helmet. But um, (laughs) that just sort of had my nose cut up a little bit, but uh, nothing really serious. But, uh, yeah, just took a week off after uh, let the body heal and Get back into a, into training for a four-hour yeah. race in the sand.
0: Well, I mean, look, I'm excited for you. I know that once again you're going into another stacked field. You kind of you keep pushing yourself on these big races, mate. And it's cool to see the results come through. So hopefully we can uh, be talking to you uh, around, had our time, and and see how you go.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm always keen to come on and talk to you guys. Is uh, doing great things for our sport, so. No, happy to give up my time and and help you guys out and get out there. So um, thanks for having me.
0: Look, man, all I'm worried about is getting your name out there because Corey McMahon just doesn't sound good
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey McMahon definitely doesn't sound good. I'm hoping that I've done enough this year for the um to actually learn <laughs> my name.
0: Yeah, mate, don't worry, I'll keep That's yelling it. Corey out.
1: McMahon. So uh, <laughs> that would be good.
0: <laughs> all right, man. All right, buddy. We'll look uh, look after yourself, and we'll be talking to you in a few weeks. No worries. Cheers, mate.